Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome to Jeep Cherokee XJTalk.com show. I am Tony Motoroy on XJTalk.com. This is the talk show brought to you by XJTalk.com and one of our many advertisers. I see we've got several people in the chat. Boy, they sure did wait to the last minute to get in there. Made me nervous. This is live call and question and answer night. Uh, no scheduled guest, no scheduled interview. We're just going to take calls if you want to call in, and a lot of me talking. A lot of you talking if you call. But uh, as you can see up on the screen, hopefully, there is the number to call in, both a standard uh, landline 13-digit uh, number and on the newfangled Skype. If you haven't added xjtalk.com to your Skype contacts, please do so now. Let's see, who all we got in there? We got uh, Detours, which is Mark, Punisher, which is Paul, Argonard, which is Rini. I had to have help learning how to pronounce both those names. Uh, Weldman. <laughs> and uh, let's see, I think we got some more that popped in there that aren't showing up. Uh, there's xj4iv, who is Scott. And we've got four guests, so we'll get going here in just, oh gosh, I guess about 10 seconds. This segment is brought to you by Ironman 4x4, the toughest, most adjustable control arms in the industry. Ironman 4x4 has a wide variety of rugged off-road suspension products that are overbuilt and underpriced. Visit Ironman4x4fab.com today. That's Ironman4x4fab.com. XJTalk.com. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Did you know that xjtalk.com is on Facebook? Just go to facebook.com slash xjtalk and friend us. We're also on Twitter, twitter.com slash xjtalk. Well, we're already getting a call, so I'm going to take this call real quick and see what's up. Hey, thanks for calling uh, the xjtalk.com show. Who we got? Wow. It's Tony. Hey, Tony. It's Scott. Hey, man. Don't forget to turn down your computer. Otherwise, it'll drive you nuts with the uh, the echo. Oh, yeah. My bad. <laughs> oh, I have to remember, uh, you know, from all of my years, past years on radio talk shows, I still don't remember, so. Yeah. So, hey, um, 
what's going on in the XJ Talk world? I've been out for uh, about three weeks. Well, you haven't been out of the XJ Talk world. I mean, you've still had an XJ, right? Yes, yes, but I've been offline. Well, I figured you'd been uh, been uh, watching what was going on. Oh, but it, actually, that's because we um, we have restricted the number of views that guests can do now. I mean, uh, and, and anybody that is uh, curious about that, I think we all have we have all we have here is members. Well, we've got three guests, so um, I'll mention this anyway. We've actually restricted the number of uh, posts that uh, guests, people that aren't members, can view. And that's not because we're assholes. It's because we were getting a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, places from China and Russia and stuff spamming the site. So, in, in an attempt to curb that and make it easier for the members to, you know, get the computer time and the disk time and everything else, we tried to uh, uh, curtail the number of uh, views that a guest could do. So, we're getting a lot more registrations now. So. Uh, I guess people are taking it in the way it was intended, not to not to be jerks, but uh, you know, try to help the members. Right, 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 right. So I think you were working on a Dana sixty uh, installation on your uh, on your XJ. How's that coming? Uh, I hit a big roadblock the other day. Um, I opted for a year two thousand F two fifty front axle. And uh, a lot of people were saying, you know, it's not that great of an axle. Yeah, it's got the Dane 60 strength. Um, but I ran into the issue that the differential was a little too far to the driver's side. So I have to, uh, oh, uh, I pretty much had to scrap the idea of doing my coils. And uh, I'm going to an air shock setup. Would it, so, would, uh, waiting on that. Not knowing anything about it, uh, would a leaf spring setup work better? Um, no, because the thing is, um, going straight down, I don't have any room for a bracket down there. Um, I'm going to actually have to kind of make my own lower control arm brackets as well as uh, chalk tabs. So there's really no room for a whole coil bucket. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, that also means that selling this uh, Dana 60 and getting one that would better fit your, your Jeep would be cost prohibitive. Well... I'm not sure what that means, but um, no. <laughs> it would cost more. The, it would cost point, more to do that than to continue forward with what you're doing. Oh well, I really don't have much time and energy uh, into this front axle. All I've done is taken one bracket off of it, really, and then just clean it up. And um, the only issue is the the correct axle. Uh, few and far between. Uh, seventy nine and seventy eight, seventy nine, F two fifty, and to find one of those is just dang near impossible, and I'm not really down for that. I, I'd like to get this up and running by the end of um, next month. Uh, there's a trip to Potemcy Rocks that I want to go to. Well, let me ask you this. Now, I, I, don't know any, I don't know about this from firsthand doing it, but just watching uh, um, Extreme 4x4, I'm, I'm, I'm now an expert. Uh, I saw what they did on one of their axles. I, I don't know if it was a 60 or not, but what they did was they took the, uh, I think they had to recenter the pumpkin so it would fit their Toyota or whatever it was they were putting it on. And the way they were able to get, a, get away with that was they were able to, to use axles from a different, uh, similar, I mean, it was like another Dana 60, but it was from a different year. So they were actually able to, you know, take the stock uh, axles and because one was shorter, 
than the original one. And you know what I'm saying? They were kind of able to cut it down, move the pumpkin over, weld it back, and then use the shorter axle. That way it got the pumpkin in line with where they needed it. So I'm, I'm, right. wondering, I'm wondering if the axles for a 78, 79, Dana 60 would fit that one, but you'd have to uh, cut the tube and, you know, move the pumpkin over. Right, and I um, I talked to one of my buddies over here uh, in Houston at Javier's Crawl Shop, or Gulf Coast Crawl Shop. It's also known as Javier's Autos Unlimited. Um, I talked to him about it, and he said uh, in order to get the best deal possible, because I was looking to get the Chevy lug nut pattern and the correct size uh, on the driver's side to where I can actually put a spring mount and everything, he said the best bet if you cannot find that 7879 Ford axle to get a Chevy axle. Now, granted, the only issue is the Chevy axle is passenger side drop. They said what they can do is cut the tubes, flip the sides, and then cut the knuckles off and put the knuckles back on the correct side. And uh, I said, okay, well, that's all fun and dandy, but how much money are we talking? Yeah, I bet you that's a grand at least. Yeah, it was right back up to the same price as getting a kingpin out of a seventy-eight, seventy-nine. You can find them. It's just a matter of are you going to shell out twelve hundred bucks? Right. So that was not something I was will uh, willing to dive into as as well. Well, I thought I might get lucky with some of the stuff I've seen and read that uh, was non-specific to what you were doing. Um, now, this one—you said you were going to use instead of coils, you were going to use uh, air shocks. Yeah, Fox Airshocks 2.0s. How would that work? Um, they're a nitrogen-filled shock, and um, they suspend the weight of your vehicle, uh, kind of like air and nitrogen pressure mixed. Right. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the science behind it. But I mean, it, it's, I it's, just, it's just an air shock, but it must be a, a really heavy-duty one to, to handle the, the weight of the front end of the Jeep. Yeah, it's actually rated to hold up to 500 PSI inside the tube. Pretty high. Yeah, I know the and old shocks uh, used to fail occasionally. I guess if it fails out on the trail, that's kind of going to be a good situation. Well, the old shocks that failed were um, they were kind of like rubber bags, and this is um, this is not the same kind of thing because I have um, the old school airbag sh- air shocks on my Durango just as a load leveler, mm-hmm. and um, those were hard to find. Interesting. But, uh, I didn't realize. I kind of dissected them a little bit, not took them apart, but. I, uh, I looked them over real good to see how the design worked and looked at the design of the uh, air shocks, and it's actually going to be, uh, it's pretty cool. They're they're pretty expensive. They're like 215 a piece, and um, just selling some stuff to fund that, and hopefully we'll be able to get those in the next week or so, and I actually got a good deal today on some tires uh, from my buddy over there at Javier's as well. He's got a set of... Um, 37-inch crawler TAs. They're used up pretty good, but uh, if I'm just off-roading it, they'll last me another year or two. Right. And uh, he's selling them to me for 100 a piece. Well, it sounds like you got a plan. It'll be interesting to see um, see how it turns out. And um, certainly, it certainly is doing it different than what I'm familiar with. So I like I like seeing that. I just I hope you don't have a lot of problems with it because I know how frustrating that can be. Well, that's the thing. With with as many Google things as are out there, there's an answer to everything. 
And sometimes the answer is don't do it that way. <laughs> sometimes the answer is you can do it that way, but it's going to cost. You know, and the thing is, I have time more than money right now. Right. So if it's a matter of you know, wait for wait to find something on eBay, you know, and it might come along once every couple of months. I'm willing to do that, you know. And and with the network of people telling me where to find parts and stuff, um, I'm able to. I'm actually able to get 513 gears for this thing for 139 dollars a piece. So, and they're brand new with a, a warranty and everything. That's great. And is that something you're going to try to set up yourself? Yeah, I actually did a lot of research on setting up gears, and um, I feel pretty comfortable with it. Uh, I've got a buddy up in Dallas who he set his ring and pinion on his uh, 8.8, and uh, he showed me how to do it and everything, and I feel pretty comfortable doing it. Uh, I've got all the right tools to actually do it. Well, it shouldn't be so bad since it's not a daily driver. I was real nervous about mine having the the 456s put on, and uh, right. I would have liked to. I would like to know how to do it myself. I'd actually thought about uh, getting another Dana 30, and uh, or maybe just the pumpkin, and you know, practicing with it. But I didn't like how it had a the crush uh, the crush bearing in it or a crush sleeve, and you put it in there, and okay, that crush sleeve is like used. If you if you're going to take it out, put another put it back in with the crush sleeve. I mean, I don't think they're real expensive, but still, I just didn't like the idea of, of you know, every time you're you're doing something with it, you have to replace that part. Right. And the crush sleeve basically kind of sets up the depth of, of how far your, uh, your pinion goes into the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know exactly how many foot-pounds it, it actually requires, but I know this much. What you do is you, you torque it down pretty good, and then you put a um, an inch pound torque wrench on the yoke itself, and you try and turn the yoke with the inch pound. And your when your resistance hits twenty inch pounds, that's when your preload is set. And then you can start finish uh, start assembling the rest of the uh, axle. Yeah. The, well, then there's um, I think there's shims that go in, in in between there, and if you get that stuff wrong, <laughs> then your your pinion depth isn't right, and the the nice little yellow paint doesn't look properly on the ring gear. Oh my God! I was just really the shim, surprised. The shims go on for the um, yeah. There's some on the uh, pinion, but they're mostly to do with um, the right and left play on your ring gear. Right. Actually, I'm getting the Chrysler 8.25 and the the Dana 30. Uh, I'm doing a a mixture of both of them because it's been a while since since it was done. But I was I stood there for the 12 hours while we were doing it, and the Dana 30 was the most difficult one to set. the The Chrysler 8.25 wasn't so bad, with the exception of the special tool that you have to have. But at least that one, you adjust the the um, you don't have shims on the side. It has uh, uh, like big bolts that that uh, you twist and adjust to get the side to side play properly. Uh, it was it was nice that you don't have to use shims, but it was kind of sucky that you have to have this special tool, which which we actually made from a long uh, rod and and the right size nut. Well, the nut was huge. Yeah, I don't doubt it. But it was pretty cool. I don't doubt it but it was pretty cool getting it done. But I don't know that uh, with that I would feel comfortable doing that on my daily driver. I think I would have to practice before. Right, right, yeah. So what else is out? I bet, 
So what else is up? Huh? I bet you're loving that house, having uh, actually being able to work in a driveway instead of out in front of the apartment complex with the uh, the neighbors, oh, yeah. you know, eyeballing you. Yeah, don't have to worry about that anymore. Matter of fact, I got a neighbor across the street, and he kind of checks it out every time I'm working on the Jeep. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing today?" <laughs> and uh, I made some uh, off-road doors last week, and he was. I was taking some measurements on them to do the back ones as well tonight, and uh, he came over for a little bit and kind of BSed around for about 30, 40 minutes, and and I uh, wrapped everything up and came inside, took a shower, and sat down for the video or the show. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you showed up. Yeah, like, like I was saying when we started, we only had about uh, two people here, and I figured it was going to be a lot of me talking, which it normally is, but I would prefer to have other people saying things that... Uh, you know, that I find interesting, like your Dana 60 um, build you've got going. I've, I've, I've just been real interested in that. Yeah. I'm uh, I, I, I'm just really ready to be done with this thing. <laughs> it's it's never going to be done. <laughs> no, the axle portion of it. I mean, that's a, that's a big upgrade. Oh, uh, yeah. Unless you buy them already built, uh, it's just a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I don't think I would ever do it again uh, the way I'm doing it. Um, I would probably buy the kingpin and take it to a shot and let them do it. Cause it's just, it's a pain. So, uh, but you're going to be doing something with the rear axle, right? As far as what? What do you got in there now? I thought you had a Dana 35. Oh, yeah, I've got Dana 60s front and rear for it. Ah, uh, okay. Because I think I'd only heard about the front one, and I assumed you just had one. I didn't realize you had them both. No, the the, the rear one is done, I think, basically, it, it's drum brakes right now, and if I decide that I want to go disc, which I probably will, um, that's the only thing I have to do on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, is it installed? Drums are good. What's that? Is it installed? No, I'm not going to install it until I get all my gears and everything set. Okay. Basically, I'm not going to install it until I can wheel it out of my garage yeah, that makes and sense. go four-wheeling. Yeah, that makes sense. So, well, uh, I don't want to take up everybody else's time. Uh, I'm sure we got a few other guys that want to probably give a call. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if your phone's ringing or not, but uh, I, I don't want to take up anybody else's time. Yeah, nope, everything is uh, nice and quiet. I sure appreciate you calling in. My fear is is that you'll be the last caller, <laughs> so I don't want to let oh, you go. come on, guys. Well, got, I don't want to let you go, but then again, I'd like to, you know, get up, give somebody else a chance, too. So it's, it's going to be one of those uh, leaps of faith. <laughs> tell you what, if nobody calls, you just tell me to call back, and we'll, we'll shoot the crap. <laughs> right, well, I know I've got two people I can count on, you and Rini. All right, yeah. man. Thanks for calling, and uh, hey, keep us updated on that uh, that Dana sixty uh, build on your uh, for your XJ. And I forgot to mention it when you called. Uh, you know, I think in my head, everybody that's in the chat room, and certainly me, they all know who you are. This, but the, the people listening may not. This is uh, Scott XJ four IV from XJTalk.com. He's been been a member for a pretty good while. Uh, he left us for about a month and recently came back. So. Welcome back, Scott, and uh, we'll look forward to more updates on the site with you about your stuff. All right. Sounds good, uh, and uh, we ought to get together. I'm, I'm going to try and get to the wheel on this Saturday, so, uh, Tony, you don't have an excuse this time. Yeah, I do. I don't have sliders. 
Oh, well, we can build some real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark's going to take care of that for me, though, whenever I get the, get the money to do it. Cool. Detours? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome, oh. awesome. I, I was looking at his website the other day, and I was really intrigued by a lot of the stuff. I was like... Ooh, fun. <laughs> we are really getting some uh, very exciting vendors. I mean, you know, Mark Detours has been there since the beginning. Uh, Iron Man Andy, well, he has, this has some great front-end parts, the lower control arms, upper control arms, uh, track power, etc. Uh, we got a new vendor today, um, uh, Dirtbound uh, Off-Road, and uh, he's got a $100 SYE for a, a NP242 transfer case. Uh, Do what? You haven't seen that? You need to have a look. It's no, a, and I'm buying it because yeah. I was about to get rid of that and buy a T31. And yeah, it's a hack. It's a hack and tap. But uh, we have a, a new vendor on, and uh, I, I'm going to ask him some questions because I've heard some things about you know doing the standard hack and tap for a 231 on a 242 that isn't the best thing to do. But this is the yoke, uh, the drill bit, the uh, the tap, uh, the nut, uh, instructions, yada yada yada. Uh, oh, for yours, it's more expensive. Sorry. Uh, for the the 96 and earlier, it's like $189. Well, good Lord, what happened there? <laughs> it's because there's a different rear housing on it, I'm it, sure. Exactly, because it comes with a piece that, that, that bolts on there. It's very nice. It looks great. But, uh, yeah, there's a, a couple of additional pieces, a seal and, and that housing part that goes on there. But, yeah, have yeah. a look. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty tempting. Uh, I really wanted the Tom Wood... Uh, solution, but it's really tempting. So I gotta, I gotta ask him some questions because uh, it's actually like a hundred and nine dollars for the uh, hack and tap, and then I would use the the thing I really like about it is being able to use a front drive shaft because that means I got oh, yeah. two drive shafts that are exactly the same, and if yep. I trash one, I'm carrying a spare. Yep. So and you can still get home. That's right. That's all. That's what it's all about. All right, man. Thanks well, for the call. Thanks for the call, and we'll catch you on the site. All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Yeah, that says uh, URL removed. Rainy, let me uh, let me turn that on. Allow links. So uh, anytime you guys are posting um, URLs, uh, Internet websites, in chat, unless the links are being allowed, it's going to, to everybody else, it's going to say URL removed. Uh, to you... And you're on your chat screen. You'll see the link. So uh, that uh, that's a little um, a little deceiving when you see that because you think everybody saw it, but uh, it didn't. It didn't. It says you were removed. So, Rainy, if you want to send that thing back again, you can. Uh, if you want to send that link out again, you can uh, put that in there, and it'll show up now because I've I've turned the links on. And uh, Scott, XJ4IV, says, okay, sorry, guys, didn't mean to take up time. You didn't take up any time at all. That's exactly what we're doing tonight is uh, taking live calls. So I really appreciate it. It was a, it was a relief getting a call because you usually have to beg. Yep, I see it now. Um, yeah, that's the link. Is that the link to the um, – oh, that's the link to uh, the, the post that um, uh, Dirtbound Off-Road put up about the – um, NP242 SYE that they have on sale through the April the 1st. Also, too, uh, Turl uh, <laughs> uh, asked, uh, posted it and asked, uh, and I thought it, it kind of embarrassed me a little bit. We got a brand new vendor, and he's saying, hey, we got an XJ Talk discount. And 
and uh, uh, dirt bound off road came up and uh, uh, like a like a champ posted. Yeah, he goes. Let me get it set up. It'll be uh, XJ Talk and it'll be a ten percent discount. I mean, ten percent. That's a great discount. So, you know, if you're not an XJ Talk member, join up, uh, get in there and uh, look at look at all the goodies he has. Actually, he has a, a three uh, electric fan set up, uh, three ten inch fans that's supposed to put out uh, six four. I'm sorry, four thousand six hundred CFM. And he even has a, a couple of controllers uh, that that he will sell with that. Anyway, just the fans themselves are 149 bucks. So uh, that might be a real um, possibility for my Jeep because I've been trying to get um, been trying to get um, my cooling problem uh, on the highway, uh, the little heating issue I have, a little overheating issue I've been having. Uh, and that might uh, very well solve it. Twenty nine, uh, I think twenty nine hundred CFM is what you need uh, if you're going to be changing to electric fans. So I think four thousand six hundred would be probably what I need. Well, uh, Rini Argonard from uh, <laughs> Scott says, "Stop driving on the highway." It's a daily driver, Scott. <laughs> you guys don't understand. I don't have money to spend on additional vehicles. I have to take very good care of what I've got. So um, every time I go out uh, off-road, I, I really enjoy it. But every time I go off-road, I'm wondering what it is that I'm going to break and how much is it going to cost me. Um, I mean, it would be I'd be hard-pressed to buy, buy another tire. So uh, I have to be very cautious about it. That's, that's another reason why I talk about sliders. Well, uh, Rini's called in on Skype. Let's, uh, let's bring him on. Hey, Rini. Hey, Tony. What's up? And uh, if you haven't already turned down your computer. I shut it off. Okay. I, I want to say uh, turn down your radio, but that's uh, that's from the old days, the old talk shows that I used to listen to. So what's up? I mean, this is, uh, for you guys that weren't aware, we had a show uh, last night, a little uh, quickly put together show, and, and Rini and Wayne both called in on that one. So this is uh, two days in a row for Rini. <laughs> yeah, I know, and poor Wayne. I don't understand. How come I can understand all the reporters over there, but I can't understand Squat, he says. He's a, he's a New Zealand hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> he's the redneck from New Zealand. You know, it'd be a lot more funny if he, if he was here, where he could hear that and react to it. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, he shows to be on Skype, but I've tried to text him a couple times, and he hasn't answered. Yeah, there's no telling what's going on over there. Um, hopefully, it's, uh, uh, hopefully it's nothing bad. I mean, I, I think they're just uh, nervous about things that are going on. Of course, I remember him saying uh, this coming weekend, uh, they're looking at uh, the moon man, the non-scientific moon man is calling for another uh, major quake this weekend there in Christchurch, New Zealand. So we will see. Hopefully, hopefully they won't have it. Um, I, I tell you what, with all these, uh, with uh, the big quake there at uh, Christchurch and uh, the two big quakes at Christchurch and now the 9.0 in Japan, uh, you know, my goodness, it kind of makes you wonder what the hell's going on. And, of course, there was the, uh, the one in Sumatra uh, in 2004. I mean, a quarter of a million people died. And I, I'd heard reports early on. I heard reports that in Japan they were ex- suspecting that there might be close to 90,000 uh, killed in that, uh, in that quake. That's horrible. Well, you know what's pretty amazing about all that? The natives over in Somalia, when that, earth, when that tsunami was coming in, the natives run like hell to the highest place they could get. All the tourists 
are walking out from the beach going, ooh, look at that new fishy. Well, if you think about it, the tourists don't have any idea. I mean, especially if they're from California. I mean, what, what do you have to expect from California earthquakes? I mean, generally speaking, it's a little rumble and that's it. Well, that's true, but you would think they'd have enough sense as a human being to know if the water goes rushing out, it's going to come back. Uh, my my wife was showing me, um, I forget what she was watching uh, on uh, on the U-verse, but she stopped it and wanted me to watch. And basically this little girl and her family were on vacation uh, over in Sumatra and uh, Tahiti, I guess, is, is where they were actually. And uh, she saw all the warning signs. She had just learned about it in school. And they were on the beach. <laughs> and uh, she sees the, you know, the foam in the water, the water going out, and, you know, the two adult parents and her, her siblings are all there on the beach. And she sees these warning signs and says, hey, I learned about this at school. There's a, a tidal wave coming. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, no, we need to leave. And I think they made it to safety with about uh, just a few minutes to spare. And they almost certainly would have been killed, the entire family. So it's not that you don't, it's not that people can't recognize there's a problem. Most of the time when people see something unusual, they go, ooh, look at that. I mean, uh, as I was telling my, my girls that whenever you see something unusual, think about it. You know, what does this, what could this mean? Uh, I mean, we saw it here recently on the Japan uh, tsunami. There were people, you remember that, that, that scene where the boats were going under the, the, the roadway? It was yep. cars and boats, I mean, huge boats. And there was, there was cars driving on the bridge, which I understand, you know, what are you going to do? You're driving and you need to keep driving. The thing I couldn't understand were the people standing on the bridge watching everything going on. Well, did you, have you had a chance to watch that video that I posted last night? I didn't see it. Oh, it's in the it's in the uh, chapel section under the Japan quake. Okay, I'll have, Japanese quake. I'll have another look. I couldn't remember where you put that because there was we talked about two different two or different uh, two or three different places. I think I must sound like shit to them over there. Scott just asked me if I was taking a crap. Well, like I'm in the living it, room. It sounds like you're uh, typing on the keyboard, and the the typing is really loud. Wow, there must be this real sensitive mic. Not bad for seventeen dollars, huh? Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, everything sounds fine now. I mean, does it f sound fine to you guys? Yeah, he's whacking it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't type. I'm a one finger on each hand typer. You guys have seen the gopher thing where you take the hammer and you you try to hit the head of the gopher. Well, well, has got a big hammer for the keys, and that's how he types. <laughs> whap 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 whap. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not a. I <laughs> Uh, typing in English and all that is not my favorite uh, subjects. Well, we're glad that you, uh, you you stick with it because we always get some interesting interesting posts and and you get a, you get the job done and actually you get quite a bit uh, quite a bit few posts on there so really appreciate that. Yeah, I don't even know how many posts I'm up to anymore. I, I absolutely never look at that stuff, even in the newsletters that you send out. Unfortunately, I don't even look at it then. Yeah, you know the thing that surprised me, down at the bottom of the forums page, it shows uh, the top chatters, the top chat box chatters, and right. I was real surprised that Dalton 4x4 is by far the leader. Oh, by super far. 
It's like, let me see here. I'm going to go to it real quick since I'm sitting here looking at it. It's like he's a thousand over everybody. Yeah, I was amazed. And and I figured he was talking to Jamie. <laughs> but Jamie's post, well, he may be, but Jamie's posts were a uh, chat uh, chat. Uh, box counts weren't nearly as high as his so he it must be a, a real one-sided conversation yeah no joke yeah she's a <laughs> she's a different person there very you know really very funny? interesting it, let's see i haven't updated it let me uh let me refresh the page here and i can see what the chat counts are yeah i'm looking at that i don't see it how come I found throne. I found. Yeah, it's right above the uh, where the egged uh, egg avatar statistics are. Um, Jeep Cherokee Forum XJ talks statistics. The best chatters are four by four Dalton, fifteen thousand and thirty. Yep. And the next highest is Big Jim three fifty with nine thousand one hundred and six. So that's a delta of over five thousand chats so it, this isn't characters guys this is uh well at least my understanding is is that's the number of lines you know somebody types in hello my name is dalton enter that's a that's a chat right well you know what's i was going to say about jamie sometimes on chat she gets kind of whiny that's trying to be nice about it but on facebook all of her posts are actually pretty cool it's like i don't get it well, there's a there's an interactive nature um, to if you're sending something that like an email or something, you have time to think about what it is that you're doing. You're writing. You're not just reacting. And and in the chat room, it's almost like talking. And you know how some people put their foot in their mouth a lot whenever they talk, and they may be perfectly fine if they did an email or so on and so forth. So it could be that. Uh, I just I just think that it might be that the whenever you're sending something that you're going to take time and type it in and hit enter, then you have more time to think about it. Yeah, that's probably it. I don't know. I mean, I generally, if it comes to my mind, it comes out my fingertips or on Facebook or wherever. I don't generally have a big filter between brain and mouth. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's gotten you into as much trouble as it gets me into it. Uh, oh, yeah. no, never. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lynn only has 2,919. So, uh, oh, hey, you know, I, I just realized um, the, um, the the most recent thing you've done, well, you did a lot of repairs to your Jeep. Is is everything in working order now? Uh, I will definitely know come Friday. Oh, you can tell. You can tell by driving it if it feels yeah, right. you know, so far it seems fine. You know, I was telling y'all, I, my, my lower arms off my Rough Country kit, the bushings are wiped out. Really? And I noticed it when I started doing, when I put the tubular uppers on it. And I called Jason over at Rough Country, and you know they sent me an entire new arm? I didn't get bushings. I've got two brand new arms from Rough Country. My goodness. They do some great customer service. I wonder if, I think I think they've always been like this, but I'm kind of wondering if they're running a little scared because of uh, Rubicon Express. Well, you know, yes and no. Jason told me a little bit of behind all that. What had happened... Rubicon Express was one of the first people to do a lot of the lift kits like this. And, well, when the economy went to crap, a lot of people started buying Rough Country because that's all you could afford. I mean, right. let's see here. You have a you know, four-inch 
uh, Rubicon Express Life Kit that's a thousand dollars, or you can get this one for five hundred over here at Rough Country. You know, you kind of when when you only have you know seven hundred fifty dollars to spend, you're going to buy the five hundred dollar kit. So that's what everybody was doing. And then when they got the Rough Country kit, they realized, holy crap! You know what? This is a pretty good kit. Yeah, it is. And then when the money started coming back in, they were still going. You know, they, you know. Of course, they. You know, I mean, like you and I. And Big Jim and all of us that run Rough Country, I mean, all of us brag about it to everybody who will listen. Yep. And that goes a long ways. Well, I, you know, I trust uh, yours and Jim's uh, and Scott's opinion. And when we go off-road and you tell me my Jeep is doing well, <laughs> that it's articulating well and uh, going through things, uh, you know, that's all I have to go by. I mean, I, I just have the one Jeep. My experiences with one Jeep, and as far as suspension system goes, it's rough country. I mean, the only other vehicle I had was a uh, an '83 uh, pickup, and I, I think that it was a uh, Rancho kit. But I mean, that was leaf springs on the front, so it's kind of a totally different animal, and it was a full size truck too. So articulation was, you know, was it pronounced properly? I mean, <laughs> I had no idea. So as far as I can tell. The rough country lift is great. Now, the only thing I can tell from what people talk about is the the Rubicon Rubicon Express stuff has a much better ride. That it's a little that maybe the stuff is a little softer, so that whenever you're on the road, or I guess even if you're off road, if it's very bumpy, you're not going to feel those bumps as much. Now, in my one dimensional head about off roading, uh, or even on road with a, a lifted vehicle. What do I care about the ride? I don't have back problems. Um, it's a, it's a, God, I want to say Big Jim's favorite word. It's a four wheel drive. Come on. Exactly. If I wanted to drive, if I wanted to ride like a Cadillac, I'd buy a damn Cadillac. And and the Cadillac is a great explanation for how I view Rubicon's Express Rubicon Express prices, because that's what it is. Cadillac prices. Yeah, and, and, you know, everybody who has Rubicon Express loves it. And I have no experience with them whatsoever under any any of my vehicles. So I can't say. I've had tough country. I've had, this is my second time to deal with rough country. I've had a full ranchero suspension. I've had super lift. I've had skyjacker. And I'll tell you what. Out of everybody's lift kit I've had so far, I have I've had more problems out of my rough country. I will say that I've had two shocks go bad. I've had the lower arms, you know, the bushings go bad, and that's let you know about a year's time. But well, you've beat the hell out of it too. Oh yeah, I beat the hell out of my jeep. I'm never going to deny that. But in the same breath, yes, I've had problems, but they've never, ever, ever given me one ounce of, you know, why this, that, you know, blah, 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 about rep- repairing it or replacing something. They just send it to me, no questions asked. Well, you know, so, the, you know yeah, they yeah. Treated, treated me the same way with my bent track bar, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. It's like, you know what? You know, you could use the same thing to use in AutoZone. Well, yeah, I, I put my starter in there, and it went bad, and they gave me a new one. But the catch is, I've done... With AutoZone, I put the starter in there and never started the freaking car. So, you know, I beat the hell out of my Jeep. I wouldn't expect anybody's lift kit to live under what I've done to my Jeep. Well, this is like the same discussion we were having about the winches the other day on the site. 
Um, and and I the only thing that makes me nervous about a, a cheap winch is I don't have experience with it. Now, indirectly, I have experience with a cheap uh, winch. So you're typing again. <laughs> Sorry. Where where is the microphone, by the way? On my ear. I mean, it's like a headphone set, kind of like wow. what you're using for cheapies. My goodness, I thought that might be a desk-mounted thing or something because that that typing is is probably as loud as you are. That's amazing. Anyway, I don't. I have experience with the cheap winch through seeing what you've done with yours, and when we've been off road together, and and of course the stuff that I see uh, that you put up on the site. So I feel a little bitter about it, but well, let me. Let I haven't me gone y'all. through the same stuff, and I think that's what with the rough country. That's where I am as far as I don't mind the the potential problems with the rough country because I've gone out and done some some fairly rough things with mine, and yeah, I bent something. But it took me six months to figure out that I've been it. And it's not because I'm dumb. It's because it just turned the steering wheel a little bit. And I went home and adjusted the steering wheel, and I've been driving it. So. <laughs> no, Scott, I'm not licking the mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, hey, Scott, you asked me a question. Um, no, I do not have my proof of purchase on my rough country anymore. But every time I give them my phone number, they know they find me in the system, and that's all they ever asked for. They've never asked for a picture. They've never asked for me to return a part. Nothing. They've always just said, hey, man, we'll take care of it, that and was, it's in the mail. That was a little different for me, Scott. Uh, actually, uh, the the guy that I spoke with, I think his name was Chris, he joined XJ Talk the same day that uh, I spoke with him or chatted with him online. He wanted a, um, a receipt, and he wanted a picture. And uh, I was able to provide both those things within five minutes because uh, I had the electronic receipt. Um, so, so yeah, they wanted both those things. Well, true, Tony, but I bought mine straight from Rough Country. I okay. didn't buy it through a, a, a distributor. Gotcha. Yeah, that might make that might be a difference. That might make the difference. We'd have to check with uh, probably Ron at uh, forvillingplus.com. Uh, He'd be able to tell us um, how they handle that. Well, and by the way, Tony, I was going to just tell y'all. Um, my winch issue was not my solenoid. I melted the battery cable and I melted the battery terminal off of it. Really? Yeah, I found that the other day. When I was do- when I was fixing the winch, I had actually pulled the cable loose, and as I was pulling it loose, I noticed what I had done. So yeah, I of all things, so so as of right now, my winch has never given me one ounce of problems. So what exactly what exactly burnt off where the where it was connected to the battery? Where it was connected to the battery. What I had done, I run, or I have aftermarket cables on my Optima battery, like everybody else. And you know how they have the the spot where you can, you know, like open it up, two seven sixteenths nuts. You open it up and you put the cable in there and you tighten them down. Well, I don't use that. I actually use the bolts and put new ends on my cables and tighten them in the bolts. One of them ends had, had literally melted off. Well, that's interesting. It's. You know, when I was watching the video, which, by the way, the the video of uh, Rini out uh, um, recovering the 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 flipped XJ, he actually recovered it the opposite way that it went in. So he did it um, tail over nose. Anyway, that video is up <clears throat> on xjtalk.com, and if you you really can't see much <clears throat> with it, but if you watch the the lights on Rini's Jeep. You can tell as that as that winch was under under load because his lights would dim about fifty percent of what they were prior to that load, and it is it's a cycling 
bright dim, bright dim, bright dim. So actually, you probably could have, uh, you could actually, you could have had a fire. You were running, pulling so many amps through that cable. You're actually lucky it burned where it burned. I mean, basically what you had was a, a big-ass fuse there that, that, that started melting. Right. But also do remember that my winch has done that ever since I put the remote in it, and I cannot figure out why it's doing it. Um, it doesn't underload. It does it without being underload. It doesn't matter. It's still like, you know, the winch goes, and, and, and. It just has done it since day one. Even even the people at Smittybilt, the technical guys at Smittybilt cannot explain to me why my winch does that with the remote on it. Do you still, now, have, I, the, do you still have the wired remote? Yes, I have the wired. If I run the wired, it run, it works perfectly normal. But with my just little remote, it does that, and it's just something that I deal with. And you know, I mean, it's never given me one ounce of problems because of it. And I don't care if it does that. I mean, well, I wonder if we could get Big Jeep, Big Jeep, and his friend back there to flip that Jeep back over, and we could try it with the wired uh, remote and see if you had the same problem. Well, you know what's funny is the very <laughs> that that. Following weekend, the weekend of Mudfest, I actually had to turn a uh, samurai over. I had a, I had a recovery to go pull the samurai back on its wheels. So yeah, two in like less than a week. Hey, uh, speaking of turning over a samurai, did did uh, I think there was some chat on the uh, a poster or two on the XJ Talk site about the cover of uh, the Quadratech uh, catalog, and I didn't catch it. I was just looking at the Jeep and actually that bumper that's on the Jeep. But uh, the young lady that is uh, the model that is pretending to winch out a vehicle, that vehicle they're winching out, I guess, is a, an H3 Hummer. It sure is. I like that little dig. That, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. I, I, you know, I don't guess, no, I'm, I'm almost certain they don't have any Hummer parts in there, do they? I mean, they, <laughs> no. they have a grill no. that looks like the grill that goes on a Hummer that they sell for a Jeep. And personally, I think anybody that does that should be beaten. But, you know, that, you know, of course, that kind of goes against my rule of, you know, which, whatever you want to do, it's your vehicle. It's still putting, uh, making a, 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 uh, an XJ look like a Hummer. It's a sacrilege to me. Yeah, it's kind of gay. <laughs> but I bet me and Big Jim know some people that'd be willing to do that, don't we, Jim? I know you're out there somewhere. Yeah, he's there. Let's see that he joined. Well, Rini, you want to stick on here and uh, try to answer some of these questions? I, I've uh, I've got the questions that people submitted for our uh, performance distributor FireWire 4.0 kit uh, giveaway, and I thought I'd play them on tonight's show, uh, at least uh, as many as we can, and try to answer them. They've been waiting quite a while for answers. Yeah, I was. Re- I, you know, some of them are actually pretty cool, and I, I've got to admit, I voted for the ones that I thought were the best, but. With with uh, Ordens, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Order Dean, just because it's O O R D E R D E E N or D E N E. So I think it's Order Dean. Well, with Order Dean, I give him one million percent props for <laughs> yes. calling in and and doing what he did, knowing for a fact that English is not his language. That was just. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, and also too. He is a subscriber, a subscriber to the site, a half a world away, or maybe even, yeah, well, at least half a world away, and a subscriber to the site. I mean, my gosh, what that, what a, like I, like I was saying yesterday, very humbled, very honored to, to have all the subscribers, but especially one that uh, English is not the primary language, and it's, it's just really cool. You know, Tony, on something like that, 
I, and I'd be willing to bet if you put it to a vote, it would be a, a definitely do it. You know, give him a consolation prize of a T-shirt or something. I mean, you know, I mean, come on. This is a guy who he tried his damnedest on the promo and the question. I mean, more props to the guy. Hey, he may not need a consolation prize. The voting is not over. Well, no, true. But even if it doesn't vote in his favor, I say consolation prize just for doing what he did. I mean, I was so impressed. Yep. Well, one one of the things we're going to be doing uh, here uh, pretty soon, in fact, I was supposed to call the guy today and I get a chance. I did find a local vendor for XJ Talk Stickers. So you guys have been uh, have paid and have been waiting uh, for your XJ Talk stickers. It uh, it may be coming really soon. He's not available this Saturday. It's going to have to be Saturday for me to pick him up because it's over here in West Houston, and I, I can't drive from North Houston and get to West Houston in time. But um, so probably uh, the Saturday uh, following this one, I should be able to go pick him up. I want to get a couple of samples, and there also might be a possibility for some really large. Um, logo type with you know the the yellow, the red, and the black like you see on top of the uh, on the top page of the website. Some really large XJ chalk logos. Um, I did get a price on the four by tens um, that were uh, the the for fifteen fifty. So I'm hoping that something twice that size might be in the thirty to forty dollar range. And it brought, basically would take up most of your rear quarter panel window. So I'm going to get some from my Jeep. And uh, if you guys are interested in that, uh, I mean, I understand you have to have a great love of, of XJ Talk to put something that big on your Jeep. But uh, I'll certainly be willing to get some if you guys are you know, willing to stick it on your Jeep. But I, but I do need to get a price, and I don't know what his limit is as far as the, the how big an image he can make. I think they do car wraps over there, so I don't think he's got a limit. Um, uh, yeah, I like I like XJ Rat's question. What about a banner for the windshield? Yeah, I was just getting ready to, to say it wouldn't be. Um, I don't know how that would look. Uh, I don't know what the font would be, or I mean, I'm I'm certainly open to suggestions. I thought about that. But uh, as far as um, it wouldn't be the the circle with the XJT, and it, it wouldn't I wouldn't think anyway it would be uh, like the logo on the site uh, on the website. So it would have to be something different. And actually, uh, Andy Iron Man Andy um, had asked me because in this race that he was just in, he he asked my permission to print up a a large XJ Talk uh, sticker so he could put on his uh, his Jeep during the drive. And I thought that was very nice of him to offer that. Uh, we didn't get it worked out, but he was he was trying to do that. So, uh, yeah, uh, a, a banner for the window would be fine. I just, if you guys want to come up with some ideas about how that would look, um, sure, uh, I'd be happy to talk to the guy at the the, the, the vinyl sign place about uh, getting some made. Well, let me before we get too far down the road on this, let's uh, let's get some questions up before uh, we run out of time. So this first question, um, I mean, we, we just spoke about order, Dean, so let's, uh, let's put up his question. I may have to translate this uh, for you guys. Uh, we, we can try playing it a couple of times. So here is order, Dean's question uh, for the Firewire giveaway. And, of course, you can listen to it on XJ Talk, and please vote uh, on there so that we can uh, select a winner for that kit. 
Uh, voting will continue through Wednesday of next week, and then if uh, uh, then we'll vote on what's the best of best promo, best question uh, of the two, and then whoever whoever wins that vote wins the prize. So anyway, here's Order Dean's question, and if you don't know, Order Dean is uh, a Mongolia resident. So that's why I say half a world away. I mean, it may be further than half a world. I guess it depends on which which way you go, east or west. How many different colors of XJs we have here at XJ Talk? So he's asking, how many different color XJs do we have on XJ Talk? How many different colors of XJs we have here at XJ Talk? Well, I know we have red. We have red, green, black. No, Orange. I don't know about those. I know we have red. <laughs> There's a lot of green um, ones, though. There really is. Yeah. What are the colors? Red, green, black. Blue. Who has a blue one? Um, I don't think he's been on in a while. I, I just I saw on the albums today. Uh, who was it? Um, Mick, uh, not Mick Nugget, Mick Rob, Mick Rod. Who has a white one? Punisher? Paul? Well, hell, Glenn has a white one. Glenn's oh, that's right. Glenn, Glenn has a white one, so we definitely have white. Got a beautiful um, 98 uh, white one. Boy, he, uh, he actually he actually drives his worse than you do. Or I shouldn't say worse. I should say more aggressive. I had no idea that a, a Cherokee could go that far to the side without flipping. I mean, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Huh? Oh, I know. Has anybody uh, seen or heard of uh, from Red Dragon since for the last six months? No. Yeah, XJ4 uh, IV says Scott Red Dragon. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He was pretty. Uh, he was pretty into what was going on, and I don't know. I I don't know if uh, if he's still working out at HP or not. I haven't heard or seen anything from him. Well. Yeah, there's tan, because uh, Scott painted his tan. Uh, of course, orange from Orange XJ. What's uh, Orange XJ's uh, first name? Greg. Greg? Yep. And, um, gosh, I, I mean, I can't, there's there's all kinds. Uh, there's yellow. I mean, we, XJ Jeep thing hasn't been on a while, but the, he's got a yellow one. Uh, Steph, uh, Steph has a multicolored one, which includes yellow. I think the only color we don't have... It's the purple one that your friend has. Purple, that Barney purple. Yep. Yep, the Barney purple. But there's a lot of green ones. Yep, there's a lot of green. And of course, uh, um, Big Jim was uh, had a green one there for a while. And I was just noticing he's not on anymore. Uh, he still has a green one. No, I just noticed he wasn't in the chat room. He's not on in the show anymore. Oh, yeah, but he still has a green uh, Jeep. He still has the green XJ. He, he painted it. It's green. He painted it green. Painted it back green? No, it's painted It's a different color green. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, let's go to another uh, another question here. Um, so really, the the question about how many, how many different colors, I don't, I, gosh, uh, I guess we'd actually have to write it down and add it up to be able to answer Order Dean's uh, question there properly. Here is a question from uh, Gumby1220. Hey, this is Gumby1220 on xjtalk.com. I'm calling from Houston, Texas. 
My question is, is if you guys were thinking about adding a thread on a how to convert a two-wheel drive to a four-wheel drive. Uh, I haven't found any any straightforward uh, answers online. All right, that's my, my question. Thank you. Bye. Now, I've, I think Blue XJ has actually done this as far as doing the, the conversion. Um, but I, Who I did it? Blue XJ, a moderator. Oh, okay. Well, I know I know Matt's going to do it, so yes. Yeah. The answer to that question is um, there isn't anything in writing yet, but it will be done when Matt does his Jeep. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I was asking Matt the other day. I can't remember if I was on uh, on the Facebook chat with him or on XJ Talk chat, but I said, hey, are you going to take pictures and, and do a write-up on that? Hint, hint. He says, sure. <laughs> And that's not a, I don't know if, if you guys have have done that where you actually perform work on your Jeep and you take pictures uh, and you try to take the pictures in, in such an order and in such a way where you know it's going to make sense, how you're going to be able to explain it in a post. It's a lot of work. It takes a lot longer to do what you're trying to do to the Jeep. So hats off to all these guys anytime they take pictures and share that information with us on the website because it's not an easy thing. It's much easier just to get get through the job and not have to worry about the additional task of setting up the shot and make sure the lighting's right and keeping the grease off the $300 phone, you know? Yeah, you know what? The one I just did with the taking the doors off, as I was writing it up, I realized, damn, I should have took that picture. Damn, I should have took exactly. this picture. Yeah. I mean, it, it's way, way, way hard. Matter of fact, the picture I took that I said, um, if you see right here where I ground this down, it makes it easier to put the door in. I went out and took that picture after I was completely done. That that happens a lot, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, because you, you're doing it and writing it up, or you know, documentation is a pain. This period, because this, you know, it's much easier to do than it is to write about it. At least I think that's that's the case for most of us. Uh, you know, there there are people out there that are probably better documenters than they are mechanics, but um, but yeah, it's it's a difficult task. Okay, so uh, to answer your question, uh, Gumby1220, there is not, as you're, as you're aware of, there is not a write-up on that, but there will be shortly. I mean, uh, Matt's, uh, Matt, M.S. Morenberg, he's planning on doing that pretty soon, isn't he? Yes. Well, the front axle's in, the lift's on, um, it's, we're going to pull the transmission and transfer case out of the other Jeep and get ready to install it. Oh, he already has the Dana 30 in the front then. Yeah, yeah, the Dana 30's been in it since he bought it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, at least, uh, at least when I, I wouldn't, you know, look at the look at the Jeep and, and shake my head about, no, nah, it's a two wheel drive. It's it's beneath me to even think about waving at. So I would be fooled. I would see the pumpkin and oh, four wheel drive. Hey, how you doing? Okay, so because uh, I am a Jeep snob. Um, okay, so let's see. Let's uh, let's go to Dalton four by four's question. This is also another Firewire um, question mm. submission for the uh, Firewire contest. Hi, this is 4x4 Dalton from Virginia. Um, I was wondering, I'm getting ready to put the lift on my XJ, and what are the possible signs of a death wobble, and what are the best fixes for a death wobble in y'all's mind? Thank you much. Later. Really simple, Tony. What are the possible signs of a death wobble? When you get it, you will never, ever, ever forget it. Well, your fear of death. <laughs> you, think, yeah. you think you're going to die. <laughs> the steering wheel will jerk left to right out of your hand. 
I mean, you'll be going 55 or so, and you will come to a stop to make it go away. Oh, yeah. You, you will never forget it once you get it. I've and never possibly. And the way to fix it, replace all the wore out crap. The only way to fix it. Yeah, it really is. Bushings, uh, track bar, um, uh, knuckles. <laughs> I mean, I guess the, uh, what do you call the things on the knuckles? The uh, ball joints. Yeah, the ball joints on the knuckles. It can be a problem. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it's all that stuff on the front end that uh, gets old and can get loose. And I would say, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, Tony. No, no, that's it, go ahead. I would say out of everything that I've read and everything I've seen and everything I've experienced myself, the number one cause of death wobble is a bad track bar or something in the track bar system. Right, the bushing or, and and really the the, uh, stabilizer uh, doesn't do that much as far as curing death wobble, so... I think a lot of people, they look at that and they say, oh, there's a shock there. And the way it's connected, that must be there to stop the death wobble. It, it, I think it helps, but it will not cure it. I don't think you can right. put a big enough one on there to stop it. You have to, you have to look at the bushings. Really, you, if you have like a three-foot-long screwdriver or a crowbar, you get under your front end and you start pressing on the front end parts, the track bar, the tie rod, all that stuff, and you see what moves. Be careful what you're doing, of course, because you can do a lot of damage. But you try to move that thing. And if you get, I mean, and, and I think this is true, just a fraction of an inch movement is enough to, to cause death wobble. So um, if you do one tie rod end and it doesn't move, and you do the other tie rod end and it moves a sixteenth of an inch, you probably need replace to replace it. Yeah, you probably need to replace that tie rod. I mean, we're not talking about a, a, a lot of movement here for something to be bad. Tony, what I tell everybody, if you see any movement in any of the tie rods, replace them. Yes. Do not play games with them. Well, it's not worth uh, having a rollover on a highway because your uh, tie rod end broke. I do want to read something that Scott just put up here. Sure. And I love this. A sign of death wobble can easily be found in your underwear. That sums it up. <laughs> well, if you're an improper wiper, it may not be... <laughs> Skid marks might be normal. You have to check with your wife and let her, let her, honey, is this, is this normal? <laughs> well, I don't think it's the skid marks that you're concerned about with death wobble. It's the lumps. <laughs> yeah, it's the lumps in there. <laughs> Boy, look at all that censored stuff. <laughs> They're typing in the chat room and all, all I see is yeah, and then censored yourself. <laughs> No, because you all <laughs> censored yourself. <laughs> okay, let's let's go to another question here real quick. Uh, this will be from um, Metlick53. Hi, XJ Talk. Uh, my name is John Irwin, uh, also known as Metlick53 on the XJ Talk website. And I'm calling from Conroe, Texas, calling from my job here at the Country Club. Um, my question is going to be Cherokee-related, involving the alternators on our Cherokees. Uh, one thing I hate is that the alternators put on the bottom of our Jeeps, and mine got toasted the last run at Creekside. I replaced it with a, a ZJ136 alternator, and it's working great now. Uh, but I'm afraid if I go back to Creekside, I may toast the 136 too. Uh, I really love how my AC blows ice cold all year long, and losing my air conditioning is not an option. But I want my alternator moved up top. Is there any way I can put my alternator up top and keep my air conditioning as well? Thank you. 
Well, you know, that's a great question, and, and I don't like that either. I don't like that the, 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 the uh, alternator is down there at the bottom like that. Um, I, I had very good luck with my, my factory alternator. I got uh, 167,000 miles and 13 years of use out of it before I changed it. And even at that, uh, it passed the, uh, the uh, O'Reilly's uh, bench test nine times. But uh, I couldn't think of anything else it could be, so I went ahead and got a new, a new alternator. Now, I wish I had gone the, the same route as uh, Metlec 53 did, was to get the 136-amp thing. I didn't want to mess with any possible refit of blah, 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 so I just went ahead and got the replacement. Which, by the way, even though my build sheet said it was a 117-amp alternator, it wasn't. It was a 90-amp alternator. So the 90-amp alternator is running that winch, 400-watt uh, um, KC lights, um, <laughs> Every other, of course, uh, I am running a, a few LEDs, which you know helps that situation. So, uh, but any, I, I haven't seen anybody that's moved anything. The only thing that I, I can think that comes close to that is uh, what Steve has done with the second uh, air conditioner compressor that he's using as a onboard air compressor. So well, Scott just put up something here that is correct. On a Wrangler, the alternator and AC compressor are changed places. The compressor's on the bottom, the alternator's on the top. That is one way of doing it, and pretty much anything else is you're going to fabricate. Right. Well, I guess that's what uh, I guess that's what Steve did running the two AC compressors side by side. But uh, I'd have to actually go back and look at that and see how he did that. But right offhand, I'm thinking that that might work. The same type thing might work by putting the alternator right there next to the air compressor. Now, I don't know how he, what serpentine belt he used or how he how he made that work, but that, that was a really cool setup. I liked that. Yeah, I do too, but I don't I don't know on the alternator if that would be feasible. I mean, is it possible? Sure. Anything's possible. Yeah. But feasible. I think the quickest easiest way to solve it would be go to a junkyard Find you a 4.0 or 2.5 or whatever motor you have in there and get the entire serpentine belt assembly or all the, the bracketry off of a Wrangler and put it on your X-Shed. That would be the quickest, easiest way to solve it. Well, maybe we can get a picture of that. That would be a, a neat thing, a neat little um, virtual project to work on if we could get a picture of a Wrangler and, and the brackets that are on there and see how that might be able to be swapped. That would be a pretty cool deal. Now, another thing, there's actually two questions I would, I would like to know. He said it, it burnt up. Uh, I don't know if you were out there that time when he was out there, but I don't know how going out to Creekside would have burnt up that, that alternator. And I can't... Running, huh? running in underwater and muddy water. Well, I mean, we were out there in that pond quite a bit, and mine was fine. I mean, my, my um, harmonic balancer came apart, but I don't know that that was necessarily because of that sandy water. No, he was actually, his was still running when it was under, submerged in the muddy water. Okay. Well, I mean, it was like stuck and it was underwater and it's over there going, yeah, and he killed it. Okay. Well, then my, my, my I, I other. I also did the same thing, Tony. When, the, when my alternator went out, it was because it was running under a muddy water. Gotcha. Well, then my other question w was going to be, would a, um, uh, a skid help stop that? But. I guess if it's submerged in water, then no. I guess that if you have something to keep the water out of it, um, while you're going through water and it's it provides a, 
a void underneath there and minimizes the water that's in that that it might help. Uh, by the way, I've actually decided to. I was going to try to sell my uh, my factory skid front skid, but I've actually decided to go ahead and put that back on. I thought it was kind of it's not, it really doesn't weigh that much, and I thought it was kind of silly to try to go out and and spend thirty or forty dollars for a sheet of metal and make one <laughs> when I had one. So that's true. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and put that back on and and see if that helps the uh, the airflow situation. Anyway, let's uh, let's try to get one more question in here before we wrap this up. Um, I think we'll play um, Weldman. We'll play Weldman's question. Here we go. Hey everyone, this is Kurt, aka Weldman from XJTalk.com website. Got a quick question for you. How do you guys waterproof your distributors? I hit a big puddle the other day with all the melting snow up here in Wisconsin, and the truck started sputtering and spitting because the distributor got doused with water. Besides using a rubber condom or the boot that slips over the distributor, which ends up holding in moisture anyway, I was wondering what you guys used and how you went about it. Uh, look forward to your answer. Thanks. So I guess there's some dialectic grease and stuff that you can put in them, uh, can't you? Isn't there a way to, to waterproof the, the distributor? Dialectic grease around the bottom of the uh, distributor cap, and then on all the plug wires, number one, get good plug wires. You don't have a problem with them. And if you end up, do have a problem with them later on down the road, you know the stuff that you spray on your tent, the waterproofs it, and you spray on your shoes and everything? Spray the hell out of everything with that. It will waterproof it. And uh, Glenn uh, XJ Rat in the chat room says VO5 hairspray. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that would work just as well. I'm sure it's just pretty much the same stuff. And, you know, I was mentioning earlier that uh, how he drives off-road, I now know how he keeps his hair in place and those uh, radical moves. <laughs> I think he's making fun of you there, Glenn. <laughs> his hair was perfect. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. The, and any of the stuff that you would be, you, you would be applying, I would assume that after you've gone through water, it would need to be reapplied uh, if you wanted to make sure that it was continuing to be uh, do, uh, continuing to do the job of waterproofing because, um, you know, we can uh, we could hit water pretty high speed and that's a lot of pressure being forced up in there and it's going to uh, push that uh, grease or hairspray or um, what else was there, 3M or Scotchgard, all that stuff, it could, uh, it could affect. Well, you know what the... the the tent spray, the stuff that you spray in your tent, I've done that a couple times on, on, on my Fords because they were notorious for you know getting water in the distributor. The distributor sitting up in front right by the radiator and by the fan. Um, I would spray it one time and wouldn't have to spray it again for months. What is and that, what that is the stuff? I don't, what is that stuff? I don't know what you're talking about. If you go to Academy, it's a waterproof spray that you spray on tents. Oh, I'm thinking of window tint, like the stuff no, that makes the, the glass dark. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you spray it on. It's a waterproof spray that you spray on a tent. Makes your tent water more water more water resistant, more waterproof. Gotcha. You spray that on there, and it works like great. Yep, tents. Yep. Not the female part tents, and not the tinting on a window, but the tents like you sleep in. Okay, well, we're about 11 minutes over. What do you think? Another question or wrap it up? That's you. <laughs> Non-committal. <laughs> so uh, let's do, um, 
I don't think we did Dalton's, did we? But the uh, the kit, uh, the four wheel drive kit. Let's do Dalton's real quick. Yeah, we did. We did Dalton's. Did we do Dalton's? Oh, that's right. His was the Death Waddle. That's right. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, well, we'll do Green Chevy. Hi, this is Green Chevy, and I'm calling from Joshua, California. My question is, where did Chief Cherokee get its name? That's interesting. Uh, does any I forgot to look that up. Does anybody have a clue where Jeep came up with the name Cherokee? Got me on that one. Don't know. I mean, that sounds like a Wikipedia question. Wikipedia. Yeah, the, it, yeah Scott. The the question was: a Green Chevy wanted wanted to know. Does anybody know where the where Jeep came up with the name Cherokee for our vehicles? Yeah, I'm sure it's an Indian thing, but you know what? What was the story behind that? I mean, there's there's Wrangler, there's uh, I mean, there is a Comanche, the MJ Comanche. Uh, so uh, I can see there was you know uh, an Indian type uh, naming convention there, but it, it's kind of interesting. I guess the Cherokees, as a as a people, they're uh, their warriors were brave, and they were able to uh, go anywhere, and I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. That might be something worth looking up and yeah, putting it on there. I'll have to make a post about that and uh, see if I can get a uh, get an answer, and we might get as many responses as there are ideas as to how it came about. But it, it's a pretty good question. Where where did it come? We We just accept that's what it is. It's a Cherokee. Uh, some of us kind of think about the politically correct uh, ramifications of uh, said name, and you got to wonder if that's why they changed the name of the uh, Cherokee uh, replacement, uh, calling it Liberty. Of course, there's the Patriot and so on and so forth. But so it looks like they went off on a different uh, different tangent. Of course, I think that's after the Germans bought the company. Yeah, the Liberty. Okay, guys, we'll. Um, Rini, I sure appreciate you uh, calling in. I, uh, I'm surprised we didn't have more time for more calls. It's it's pretty cool that um, two calls and um, that uh, took up over an hour. So you guys are good talkers. Imagine that, me and Scott being good talkers. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I much appreciate it. It's uh, very welcome. I always enjoy talking to you guys, whether it's on the show or in person or on the site. Well, Rainey, I'm going to let you go so that you can uh, bang away at your keyboard at will. I know you've been trying to keep it quiet. All right, man. I will talk to you all later. You all have a good night. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, guys, uh, that's another show and uh, in the can, so to speak, not to be confused with um, any uh, bodily functions. Uh, hopefully it's better than that. And, uh, you know, people are leaving and the show's not over. I'm, I'm watching you. I can see you guys leaving. Who was that that left? Was that Glenn? I think that was Glenn that left. <laughs> Taking names. Well, guys, uh, we've got a couple of contests going on. Uh, the Firewire contest, the entry period is over, but we are doing votes. And uh, it would be good if you could get on there and vote for the, uh, the best, uh, the best uh, question and the best promo. Uh, there's seven questions that have been submitted. And there's uh, three promos. Uh, Wednesday next week, we will know who the winner of those two groups are. And then 
if as long as it's not the same person if it's two different people then what we'll do is we'll do a vote on the promo the best promo and the best question and whoever wins that vote wins the performance distributor firewire kit 4.0 uh, for the uh, the Jeep Cherokee 1991 through 98 and uh, basically it's uh, a better coil a better a much much better plug wires and uh, surprisingly they're red <laughs> and uh, a rotor and a, uh, a distributor cap so um, it's uh, it's pretty nice it even comes with a uh, an adapter so that you can uh, adapt the uh, plug to the um, to the new coil that goes in there and uh, since I got my CPS problem uh, lined out I haven't had a lick of problem with it uh, I had some issues whenever I first got the kit that's how I wound up with, with two sets of parts and uh, the company that company was good enough to let me keep them to do the giveaway so the other contest we have and that one's gonna be going on through I believe the 28th is um, and I've just drawn a blank what is that contest that contest is ah I have no idea I've, I've drawn a blank I was thinking about the uh, the firewire kit anyway we have a, a contest section a contest forum that you can read up on those get in there and uh, apply so that you can still win we're on Facebook we're on Twitter and of course you can catch us uh, every day www.xjtalk.com don't forget um, call in your questions and answers or questions and uh, promos to 530-675-4102 everybody have a very good night and thank you very much for being here that's right pillar lights detours usa pillar lights a pillar lights and uh, those things are sweet those are really nice that's uh, some of the really nice work that market detours does uh, it's a, a set of a pillar light uh, light brackets and um it is <laughs> it it's uh it's I forget what you got to do for the contest now. I am drawing a blank. I guess it's because I'm trying too hard. So, guys, have a very good night. I'll see you later. This is Big Jim 350, and I f***ing love XJTalk.com. Aww.